and we are recording. Somebody once told me the world was gonna roll me. I hate the sharpest tool in the shape. Mambo, everybody, mambo. How are you doing today? Oh, I'm gonna sneeze. Apologies. How are you doing today? Joe. Uh, Leo, Mimini, and Zuri. Habari, Zaleo, Alex. I'm doing very well. So this week, as it says in the uh, the little PowerPoint, uh, we are on to getting ready the vaccines and the flight out. So, yep, very exciting episode today. It's probably actually the most boring since the uh, signing up. Have we got but, a PowerPoint this time? Uh, no, this is just the little PowerPoint I've got for all our episodes. Oh, We're right. Two, three, four, five, episode six. All right, I thought you were up in the production value there, giving us a PowerPoint to go along with. It's actually episode uh, five, sorry. Episode five. Yes. Episode tunnel. Very nice. So, start with you. How did you find your vaccination? Um, I remember the list and being like kind of stressing out, like, where am I going to get all these done and stuff like that and it was just like i don't know you had a certain amount of time didn't you to get them done yes um, uh, <coughs> i'm trying to find i've got the email up at the moment that email must be from like three years ago uh, it was only last year wasn't it fourth of feb 2019 so yeah two years uh, anyway i got most of mine done at a practice nurse You've said that, you said that in a little bit, we were talking before the episode. What's a practice nurse? It's like a a nurse who specialises in injections. Okay. Don't so quote me on that, but... No, 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 I am going to quote you on that. <laughs> so was that at a GP, or was it at a hospital? It was at a GP, yes. And I got the rabies one, the... Uh, I'll just, uh, I'll go through and listen. Typhoid? Tanzania. Typhoid, uh, there's three in one called diphtheria. Oh, uh, yeah. Tetanus and polio, that's the DTP, so that's a second one. You've got hepatitis A, you've got rabies, which is a course of three injections. You've got cholera, which is uh, the way that I did it. It was a liquid one, and I just took it myself. So it was kind of like a weird little. Uh... It was the worst tasting thing I've ever experienced. Really? I think mine was like strawberry flavoured or something. Oh, really? But anyway, we'll just go on. Meningitis, measles, mumps and rubella. And uh, you also need to get your teeth checked out. And yes. anti-malarial tablets with you. So that's the full list. <laughs> but you can go to Tanzania, though it could have changed. Okay. But it will be pretty uh, similar if you go to other countries. You'll also have... Yellow fever, if you go to South America or parts of Asia. Oh, uh, yeah. I think yellow fever was an optional one for us. Yes, because I remember when I went to the nurse, she was saying that, yeah, it would last for like three years, so I could have it at the same time, mm. but I think they didn't have any in stock, and then I couldn't be bothered to go back in on a separate day to have something that I didn't need, so I didn't go for it. Oh, right. Yeah, I think I... She, the practice nurse said something like that to me as well. Oh. Uh, yeah. Did you get it in the end then? Or? I don't think I did. No uh, no trips to Brazil for you yet. <laughs> I would say 
I'm not particularly squeamish about needles or anything. I regularly give blood, and I'm not like the biggest fan of that, but I'm fine with it. Were you fine with vaccines, or were you a bit? Um, I I I'm generally fine with vaccines. I mean, obviously there is the sort of instinctive sort of flinch that you do as the needle's coming towards you, but I'm not someone to like <laughs> run a run run away from the line. In school injections. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God, I love those. <laughs> I always bled so much though. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they'd like they'd inject you, then they put like the tiny little bit of uh, cotton swab on, leave it for like two seconds, then go off you go. I'll take it off and then look at my shirt and I'll have like a big red blob. Oh. And that happened. We did vaccines like three times in secondary school, and every time it happened to me. So. Yeah, I I don't know. I feel like I might have bled a little bit, but uh, I can't remember. But yeah, uh, all of these vaccines were pretty standard stuff. Mm. And things like the cholera one, that wasn't even an injection. That was a little drink that you have to make up. Yes, you have all to good. have it twice, don't you? Yes, and they're two weeks apart or something. Mm. They taste horrible, but it's only like a... Small amount, really. Yeah, it's a couple of shot glasses worth of liquid. Yeah. For me, it costs me nothing. Some of them are free. If you just go to your GP, you can get them completely for free. Some of the other ones you have to, well, they charge, but what you do is you go along with a kind of like a letter printed out from Rally, hand it over to the person doing the injections, and they'll type it into their system, and then it charges Rally instead of you. So yeah, uh, none of these cost me anything. For you, when you went to get yours, because when I did mine, the practice nurse was sort of looking through them and going, this is all wrong. You don't need this. You need you need this one. <laughs> uh, so she was trying to rearrange mine, but I was like, no, I just got to get these ones that um, that they, they want me to get. What was she trying to boost you up on? I can't remember now, but... Maybe it might have been yellow fever, but um. What she thought you needed it, or? Yeah, I think so. I I honestly can't remember, but she she didn't approve of their list of rallies list for it. I think I was fairly lucky. My parents were pretty keen on me getting vaccinated as a kid, so like half of them I'd already had. When I was at uni, I think I had hepatitis. A girlfriend was super keen that I got that, so. Yeah, I didn't have to do many, but uh, I don't remember anything about the nurse having to change what was on the form. We did get a kind of updated form a couple of weeks in, and as yeah. we things around rally, I wasn't the quickest to uh, respond, so maybe I went with that updated form and that sorted out, but yeah, it was all fine for me. What about, so you got all your vaccines done, sent off your medical form, they tick you off the list. Yep. I had to send off uh, some passport photos, I think for the Tanzanian, uh, what's it called, visa? Yeah, the visa was a nightmare. Do not want to go through that again. As in the massive queue when we actually got to Tanzania or uh, the process when you were here? Well, I was referring to the process here, but don't get me started on the, the queue when we got there. We have a whole episode based on that queue next week. <laughs> <coughs> 
I might could... have a little bit about, you know, arriving in Tanzania and meeting people, but I think it's mainly going to be about that queue. I could take up 40 minutes <laughs> talking about that queue. But, uh, I exaggerate, yeah. but I could speak a link about it. Yeah, the visa, what were the issues you had with that? I feel like I just kept having to restart it for some reason. Oh, it was, yes, it was an online, an online thing. Yeah. What was it? You had to go through and put mm. a bunch of your uh, details in, like what you were doing, student or whatever. Kept crashing. I think I maybe had a tiny bit of an issue putting in the address. Because you don't put in the address of your uh, where you'll be staying, you put in a random motel in. Yeah, you do. In the capital as your address. So there was a bit of a strange thing there. I think we were also technically students or something. Yeah, they they That's said the they said like we should put down that we're going for a holiday. Yeah, it was a holiday visa that we got. So that's all fun, but whatever. Do what you have to do. Tanzanian internet services aside, that to me was barely. Uh, took me kind of like ten twenty minutes. And yeah, got the confirmation email that I was allowed to go to Tanzania. Thing. Did I have to print that out for the aeroplane? We had to print something out. Uh, there was it something is. that we had to print yeah, out. Yeah, One of the things we had to print out, I forgot to print out. And it was like the visa itself. I printed out the wrong part of it, I think. You know, the bit we needed was the bit with our picture on it. But I printed out the other pages and not, not that bit. Oh, okay. Um, which led to a few problems further down the line but i think yeah, that's for stay tuned for next week uh, <laughs> incredible story episode six i've set up quite a lot of stories for yeah. later episodes haven't i keep the keep the listeners interested it's the uh the tease you keep them coming back you also have a fairly comprehensive list of things that you have to bring along just for your day-to-day living so this is clothing footwear medication uh, stuff to do that kind of stuff do you remember vaguely what they told you to bring joe it was sort of like Three pairs of shorts, three t-shirts, some hiking boots, lots of socks, lots of underwear, a hat, and some long long trousers, long sleeve t-shirts, slash shirts, a relatively smart outfit. That was the clothing we had to bring. I think I, I, fi- I feel like I've covered every, everything in the clothing department there. It's fairly standard. You might be thinking, when I'm going to a tropical country, I won't need to bring, you know, a raincoat or insulative underwear. But uh, I think <laughs> they recommended you bring that because it's one of those things that at night time, it can get pretty cold. And there uh, are rainfalls. Yeah, and it can be pretty dicey when it does start uh, raining. Down in Africa. I took a video of the rain and sent it to my friends, thinking that they'd get the reference and they're like, what are you doing? <laughs> I remember that actually. You were like, yeah, I'm gonna. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I think you got me to take a picture of you in the rainfall. That's a story for another day, though. Yeah, so there's a story for another day. Will we have enough days for all these stories, I wonder? We'll have to find out. So, yeah, uh, footwear wise, they tell you to bring a bunch of stuff sliders or flip flops for the shower. That's a pretty uh, hot tip. I didn't bring boots. any flip flops. Did you not? No, I borrowed, I borrowed throughout the whole thing. Well, I feel that was a bit of a rocky mistake on your part. Flip-flops were pretty essential just for showering. 
think uh, sliders would be a better idea, but that's my personal preference. Yeah, flip-flops, they're, they're weird, aren't they? they? There's a bit that goes in between your toes, which yeah. is awkward. Because they're, like, flip-flopping on your foot, I just feel so, like, nervous of stacking it and then, like, stamping on the front of my toes against the ground. Oh. Yeah. It gives me so much anxiety when I have to wear that. So, yeah, yeah. sliders for me. I didn't see you wear them too often, flip-flop. Yeah, uh, I just prefer shoes. Even when it's like a really hot day, I just stick with a pair of shoes and then some long short. I don't like bare feet out in the wild, just my personal kind of Do you not like to be touching nature? Well, you know, with my hands and stuff, with my feet, I'm just like... It's like that thing, when I'm on the beach, don't like sand on my feet. It's fine when you're like walking around, but when I want to put my shoes back on... Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, just brush the sand off. No, 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 no. I want to have like a little tap and I want to wash my feet off properly. <laughs> Walking around with sand in your socks is just like horrific. And flip flops seem to be just doing that 24 7. There's nothing to stop the sand from getting in. That is a fair enough argument. But yeah, what was your take on uh, walking boots? I thought they were fairly, like, unnecessary. They were quite unnecessary, but we, we, we didn't know what kind of village we were going to end up in. We could have ended up somewhere, like, halfway up a mountain, and we could have needed to walk a good deal of the way up there, really. I mean, I suppose they're a precaution, really, but... Yeah. yeah. My walk... Yeah, been... Sorry. My walking boots, though, the stench. <laughs> when I got back there, my sister made me throw them away. They were just... Mm, could not I'm go kidding. with me. should have left them in Tanzania. I thought they were the only footwear I had left. I gave away everything else. Did you? I wasn't that generous. I think I gave away half my footwear. I think. I, 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 yeah, I gave away half mine. I only brought trainers and... <laughs> walking boots. Yeah, same. Yeah. The famous trainers that grace the uh, thumbnail, those grey ones, still got them. They're completely falling apart, but whatever. And yeah, my walking boots, which, to be honest, I just shouldn't have brought them in the first place. Yeah. I just found them heavy, clunky, and kind of, like, super over the top. Yeah. But the kind of walking, very little walking you'll be doing is with just a pair of trainers. I only wore my walking boots like the last couple of weeks after after I gave away my trainers. Oh, okay, yeah. But I would say if you're packing up and you're finding it hard, you need to like sacrifice some stuff. If you've got like a, a sturdy pair of trainers, ditch the walking boots. If you um, advise someone to do that now and they end up having to <laughs> having to hike up a mountain, they are going to blame you. I don't care. Come at me. Send me a message through the email. <laughs> I will personally post you a pair of walking boots to whatever village you were in. That's a hefty promise. Have you seen our listenership numbers? Maybe maybe two pairs at most. If <laughs> But yeah, the other thing is you can buy, at least, well, I'm guessing it's going to be the same throughout the world, you can buy shoes there pretty inexpensively. So, I don't know. If you do end up not bringing a pair of shoes, it's not the end of the world, because phase review or towards the start, if you're fairly, uh, yeah, if you talk to the the staff there, they'll probably let you go out and get some shoes from a marketplace when you're driving out to your village, and no doubt you'll go through one with 
uh, terrain is available. So, what about the other stuff that you're supposed to bring? There was a bunch of secondary kind of medication for just if you get colds or minor... Oral rehydration sachets for diarrhea. They, they were sort of like blackcurrant flavoured. I got the lemon ones, but as you'll find out, never used them. <laughs> and you, you put them in your water and it makes it taste really kind of soapy um, with a hint with a hint of the flavour yeah and it's meant to like rehydrate you after you've um, shall we say lost a lot of water it's to uh, like replace the uh, vitamins and minerals and stuff that you'll have uh, got rid of yeah I think that must be it as well as maybe it's got some like stuff that allows you to keep it in your stomach a bit easier stops you from just throwing it back up uh, okay yeah that's yeah, all good fun. <laughs> so, obviously I didn't use any of them, but uh, I guess it's always nice to have them. Obviously. <laughs> You're immune. Uh, You've got the immune system of um, Superman. So, other things that we had to bring were uh, paracetamols. They tell you to bring about a hundred times as much as you should bring. <laughs> I bought about five quid of paracetamol, and even though they're dirt cheap, I, I used maybe like five tablets so if you wanted to save some money maybe scale that back i think we had to buy ibuprofen as well those two so once again unless you regularly take ibuprofen in your day-to-day -day life you're not going to really need them that much so i'd uh, advise against dumping serious cash into it anything that you wish you had brought that you didn't yeah, I wish I'd have had, like, an electric razor. Yes. <laughs> I did not bring in a razor whatsoever. I can't remember how. I think, I think I even bought one specifically, but just didn't pack it. I remember, like, every time I'd shave, I, I'd do such a bad job that... that <laughs> I'd be like, hey, I just shaved. And you'd be like, yeah, you look exactly the same. I think you just kind of, like, scratched it few hairs lower. I don't know, I always find that the more your facial hair grows out, the harder it becomes to shave. Yeah, it gets like thicker or like s stiffer or something. And that's the point when you need an electric razor, really. Yeah, or to level up your machete skills. I also wish I'd have brought a solar panel charger. Yep, I uh... I ordered one, but as with everything to do with this story, I ordered it late. So it came on the morning, and I was like, oh, thank God. And wow. I opened up the package, and I'd selected, like, the wrong uh, thing. And the listing on eBay or wherever I got it from, they sold, like, solar panels, or they sold just, like, batteries. And I'd accidentally clicked on the battery instead of the solar panel. So, yeah, there was a frantic phone around trying to see if any of my, like, local shops had one. The this I got was a solar panel uh, car battery charger for like a hundred quid from Halfords. <laughs> so I, uh, yeah, didn't uh, go for that. It served you well though, that um, charger. Yeah, so in the village they had a, like, a little tiny kind of lead acid car battery that was charged from the solar panel in the, in the day, and then it uh, powered the lights in the little house that I was living in. And it had a USB connector, so I could charge my phone very slowly at night. And I think, yeah, I used to charge this battery, and then from that battery, charge my phone throughout the day. I remember yeah. that. If I'd brought a solar panel charger, that would have been so much easier. If I'd have brought a solar panel charger, I might have been able to take more photos. Yeah. And stuff like that. 
Oh yeah, I actually lost all my photos because my phone died for a bit and it sort of died so much that it forgot like the past two months. So I didn't have... Yeah, pretty much. It forgot everything after it stopped being able to upload stuff to the cloud. That is obsessive. It was. I didn't have any photos to show when I got back, which was very sad, and I'm still not over it. I wouldn't be over either. That's uh, that's obsessive. You can't show your family all the pictures of me. Well, yeah, my host family as well. We took loads of wacky pictures. Have you tried like maybe taking your phone to a repair shop and seeing if they can like access? I don't know some kind of internal memory, see if they've got a better connection to it. Do you think that might be possible? From like watching a TV show where they did that with a phone that had been chucked into a river, the police like, don't know, did something and managed to find some files from it. Mm. Might be worth a shout. I... But making stuff on TV is <laughs> the best suggestion. Maybe, maybe that might work. be worth a shot. But then they'd also see everything that I'd ever deleted. You deleted some pretty, uh. <laughs> Could you edit that that comment out? <laughs> Not that turn in forever. <laughs> Damn it. Listeners, you can tell whether I did edit that out or not. <laughs> yeah, solar charger, definite must. Get that weeks in advance in case you're an idiot like me and you order the wrong one. Oh, you're an even bigger idiot and you think, ah, I'm not gonna need a solar panel charger. I'm not even gonna be on my phone. Yeah, you will be on your phone. Playing Phil. Nothing in a fairly uh, similar vein. Bring a book, or more accurately, bring a few books. I decided that I wasn't going to need a book because, you know, I'm in rural Tanzania. Yeah. Tons of new experience. I can do whatever I want. You have a lot of free time, so definitely at this stage, get yourself some uh, reading material. I didn't do any reading. I know that the rest of you did loads of it. You would, like, read, like, two hours a day or more. But um... What did you do for two hours a day? Was it something to do with those uh, photos that you don't want people to know you've deleted? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I, I don't know. I, I, I would. I don't actually know what I did. I, I did, I did try to go around and like talk to people in the village. Like you know, when you, whenever you oh. walk past someone, actually. We're kind of going off topic here. That's more like episode six, seven. What, 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 what was the initial thing we're talking about? Oh yeah, you said bring a book. We are. Yeah. We are now going off topic. Yeah, bring bring a yeah. book if you're into reading, or even if you're not into reading, it's a good chance to get into reading, because there will be moments yeah. when there isn't anything to do. Think. Bring a fairly hefty book as well. If you've never got into War and Peace or The Lord of the Rings or something, you'll probably find the time to uh, get through the pages. I read a bunch of books that I'd never have touched if it wasn't for my unique situation in Tanzania. So, yeah. I swear, I must have been the only one from the UKs who didn't read any books. Did you not get through your um, Poirot story before? No, I didn't get through that. I, I started it. Did you get what, what was that, sorry? You gave it to Godfrey in the end. <laughs> yeah, I think I gave it to you at one point as well. Yeah, I think it was towards the end though, so I didn't really like pick it up the last couple of days in the village. Do you still have it, by the way? Or did you give it back? No, 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 Godfrey. <laughs> Alright. I gave it back to you or Godfrey. Okay. 
Because Godfrey was quite enjoying that, I think. So we've talked for way too long about that, but yeah, bring a bunch of books and probably some fairly hefty ones, you will get through that. That was something that I wished I had brought. Anyway, onwards to the actual day. How did you find the kind of, like, the week before the flight out? It was really, like, I don't know, like, constantly thinking about it. It was really exciting, kind of nervous, just like any way you'd like expect to feel if you're flying out to Tanzania. Very nervous, very excited. It was like constantly on my mind. Uh, yeah, it's like, I don't know, I just wouldn't stop thinking about it because it, it's such a big thing that's happening and it's happening very soon. I don't know, how was your week before? I, I don't know, this whole process, uh, like volunteering, I think it was pretty alien for me. Whenever I told my friends, they were like, that doesn't seem like the kind of thing you'd do. And I was like, yeah, it does. <laughs> and so it felt very kind of, felt weird for the whole process. So when I was getting closer to it, it still didn't feel particularly real. And because I was fairly kind of last minute, I didn't like have my backpack so that every day I'd walk past it and be like, ooh, I'm going to have to pick that up in like six days' time and get on the plane. I think mm. I actually packed on the morning that I left. So oh, I packed at wow. 10, 11 o'clock, and then I got the train down at 12. I think yeah, my, but... my packing sort of went on throughout the week. Oh, yeah. Like, ongoing, like, oh, this is a thing I should take. <laughs> uh, I think I was waiting for that uh, solar charger to put it in. Oh. I was delaying it until that came, even though it could have easily fitted in my like pocket. <laughs> uh. But don't know. Just had that mental thing, and yeah, until I probably until I got down to the train station, not the train station, the uh, the plane station, to the airport. <laughs> like everybody when I saw you again that was when it started feeling a bit more real how long did your packing take I think it took me about maybe an hour and a half um well like I said it was sort of ongoing throughout the week so I'd have like a, I'd pack a few things for about half an hour then maybe another day I'd pack another load of things for another half hour. I don't know, I didn't really, ha I don't remember having one massive packing session, but I do remember like before leaving being like, oh my god, have I got everything? Just that sort of frantic moment. I think it was also partially that the clothes that I was just wearing day to day, I was going to take with me. I didn't particularly want to buy new extra clothes for this trip. Yeah. So, yeah, packing was left for last minute because I did a wash, like, the day before, dried it all out on the line, and then packed it. I bought some clothes. I bought some two pairs of shorts because I never really wore shorts before then. Oh. Um, and it was advised that you bring shorts that are below the knee, as any shorter is uh, considered inappropriate in some cultures. Which I've got to say was a complete lie. <laughs> Everyone was wearing above the knee shorts. People were walking around shirtless. It was a, uh, yeah. But you don't want to risk it, especially when we're the ones going in to. I guess. Yeah. Uh, if you do have some um, above the knee shorts and you've got some space in your bag, maybe bring them and a couple of days in the village, see whether or not you get some uh, uncouth work uh, looks when you go to breakfast in there, <laughs> everyone will be okay. 
You just got to bring that little bit more suntan lotion. Yeah, yeah, for those extra couple of square centimeters. <laughs> One thing I did buy, though I've still got them and I wear them regularly, I bought two long sleeve shirts because they said to wear them in the evening, and that is a massive shout. You are going to want to have something to cover your arms, otherwise you are going to get bitten to hell by the, uh, the mozzies. Definitely. And um, more than it's just annoying, it also carries the risk of uh, malaria. Which, by all accounts, uh, no fun. No, definitely not. So, yeah. Uh, how did you get down to the airport? I live in Manchester, so um, we stayed at my grandma's in Essex. I stayed there for about a weekend. We we just used it as a opportunity to visit her and then I got we drove we drove quite a bit to the tube station and then I got on the tube said goodbye to everyone it was pretty emotional and then I arrived in, well yeah I, I sat on the tube for about half an hour thinking wow my journey has begun and yeah then I arrived at the airport. Uh, I had a much less uh, emotional thing because I packed my bag late. I was going to get a taxi down from my house, but didn't have time, so my parents had to drive me instead. Oh. And so I had to very quickly say bye to them as I kind of ran along with this kind of 25 kilo bag on my back, trying to get through the uh, turnstiles up to the uh, correct platform. <laughs> then yeah, it was an hour and a half journey down into London, and then a couple of hops on like two tubes to get out to the actual uh, airport. Got to say that was a pretty terrible uh, trip because we went down on the hottest day in the UK. It was so hot, wasn't it? it might have oh my been, god! Yeah, it was it like might have been the hottest day we time. Yeah. It was definitely the hottest day of the year so I, far. I just day. remembered that now. It was like, I, f I felt like, it feels like, almost like Tanzania level hot. It was like, what, 30 degrees or something? I think it was like 34. It was so hot that the uh, the trains were having to run very slowly because their wheels were overheating and their brakes wouldn't have worked. Yeah. What was it, yeah, July, I... June the 22nd? Yeah. June the 22nd, 2019. Look at the records. I remember checking in at uh, Dar el Salaam. Dar es Salaam. In the UK than it was in Tanzania for that day. Wow. So, it, pretty, it, pretty fun. It was well, sort of like, ah, oh, well, I won't, if I can survive this day, I won't have a problem in... Tanzania's climate. Which I would say, Tanz so uh, Tanzania is just below the equator, so it's officially like, you know, southern hemisphere. So our summer is their winter, and although seasonal temperature variations aren't that much in Tanzania, it's more you kind of have a rainy season and then a dry season. I, I wouldn't say the heat was too unbearable, but it was kind of pretty crazy for the first couple of days, but after a week I think I adapted to it and I was be fine as long as you keep drinking and you don't get too hot in the midday fairly tolerable oh yeah water what most important thing to bring a reusable water bottle Which bring I'd lose. 
Bring the last two. And the last day, wow. Yeah, 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 when we were packing up, I couldn't find it. And then we got the flight home, and I was like, oh, this water bottle that served me well throughout the last... Uh, yeah, so it was like a there. metal one, wasn't it? Yeah, I know. Like an army. Yeah, one of a kind, but yeah. <laughs> Lost forever. Hopefully it's been used by some Tanzanian. You'd like to think, wouldn't you? More likely it probably got, like, kicked under a bush. But yeah, got to the airport. I think there was a big pile of, kind of, 25 kilo looking bags. So I dumped mine down there. I actually met Tom for the first time. Oh, yeah. The last Joe. That was good to see a friendly face. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I met them, actually. They were, like, the first people I saw. And Reese. Uh, which one? Uh, short Reese. Short Reese, okay. Or just not as tall Reese. <laughs> so, yeah. I think I got, uh, I messed up with you for a second time. You were hanging around with that, uh, Polish girl and a bunch of others. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. At that cafe, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a bar. Because, prior to going on, uh, ten weeks of, uh, alcohol-free, I had my final pint there, along with a bunch of others. I remember you conspicuously didn't join in. <laughs> Which I feel maybe, maybe was a, what's it called, foreshadowing of future events. <laughs> hmm. uh, yeah, I mean, the way I saw it is that I had already started my, sort of... Your chastity. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't see why you shouldn't have been. It, should, it was totally fine to drink then, as long as you didn't get... You know, Bladders. yeah. <laughs> like on, like you would have been, you would have been sent home if if you were. Bit too tipsy. Yeah. From then on, it was pretty standard um, holiday stuff. The planes were pretty luxurious, weren't they? Yeah, I know. We got Emirates flights, which I was I looking mean... going for America with friends, and we were looking at the cheapest seats. You would not get a complimentary meal or a uh, TV screen in front of you on the flights that we were looking at. <laughs> I mean, uh, it just shows where the rally budget goes, doesn't it? Yeah, unfortunately. Though, I don't know. I think I remember looking it up after, and it's not that bad. That's uh, when you buy in bulk, because the rally were buying, you know... Oh, yeah, they were. 150 kind of flights or whatever. And if you buy 150 flights, uh, even from Emirates, a fairly like high-class... Uh, airline they're not that much more slash they can come out cheaper than more budgets uh okay that are trying to like nickel and dime you out of every single penny yeah and booking up i imagine like six months in advance if not further uh you probably get even more of a discount so yeah maybe maybe it works out then I watched I Love Dogs on the plane. I was sat next to... I mean, there were two flights, weren't there? Yes, so big one out to uh, Dubai, and then the smaller one out from Dubai to Dar al Salaam. Yeah, so I, I sat next to Izzy and Zainab on the first flight, and yeah. then on the second flight I was next to Charlie and Jill. Oh, some people that will come into the podcast later on, hopefully. <laughs> Uh, I can't remember who I was next to on the first flight. I think I was next to some randomers, like some non-rally people on the first one out. But uh, I had Erin to my right. Ah, uh, yeah. And then, uh, what was her name? 
Nadia uh, on the way to uh, Tanzania. I think I watched uh, Black Klansman. Oh, what a film. Yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah, did I watch anything else? Don't think so. I watched um, this film about Ted Bundy, the serial killer. Nice. He, he was played by Zac Efron, of all people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That pretty was... Brutal. That was fun. I mean, not for. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. I watched. Uh, I watched another film. It was called White Boy Rick, or it was about this guy called White Boy Rick. That oh yeah. Good. Do you remember <laughs> My High? Yeah. You know the first like series where yeah. uh, the two girls and the guy. Yeah. The, Daisy. Daisy was yeah, in yeah. it. I wouldn't remember. But yeah. She was in it. I was quite surprised to see her alongside, like, you know, Hollywood A-list, like Matthew McConaughey. Do you remember what meal you had? <laughs> <laughs> we all had the same meal, didn't we? I quite liked the the lunch. We got, like, a stick of cheese um, uh, and a bread roll. And I don't know why, but throughout the whole trip, I was, like, I was kind of craving that cheese sandwich. <laughs> I might, I feel I like that. I mentioned it to you. Like, I remember when we were in uh, Tanzania, having our uh, rice and beans for the kind of like six hundredth time, I was really, really just craving some of that aeroplane food. Oh yeah. <laughs> now I absolutely miss rice and beans. I, I do now. But, I mean, uh, I cook it for myself sometimes. Not gonna lie. I don't think you're you're cooking proper rice and beans though. I mean, I'm cooking. I'm cooking <laughs> rice and beans. I'm just not cooking it. I can't get it exactly the same because it's 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 impossible. I don't know how to do it. It's hard. Getting closer and closer with the rice. Every time I try, I get more and more of that kind of rice smell. That initially hated, but came to enjoy, it and now miss dearly. Yeah, I I I mean, there's gonna be a whole episode about food, isn't there? Yeah, yeah, but even so. <laughs> uh, we got to uh, Dubai. I remember going around with uh, Mana and Charlie, trying to find a uh, solar charger for sale. Oh. I, I did eventually find one, but it was like $120. Eesh. I was like, screw this. What's that, like 80 quid? Yeah, but also you've got to factor in like an exchange rate. Uh. So more than AC. So I was like, uh, I'll just uh, I'll just leech off other people. <laughs> Hopefully everybody else who's going into the village with me will be smart enough to have brought a solar charger. Um, yeah. Yeah. Little was I to know I'd be stuck with you. <laughs> and that fate was already sealed before I, think... I even stepped foot on the African continent. I ended up leeching off you, really. I think so. You are... Uh... That battery pack, which I've still got, I tried charging it up the other day, it doesn't work anymore. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think half the time that was handed over to you for your, but you leached off me just for my phone. Yeah, I I think I leached off you for Phil a lot of the time, and yeah, and um, I mean, another story for another episode when I, yeah. when I um, the, uh, the forgot forgot my money. That caused me so many problems, Joe. We will have to get onto that later on. That is um, an episode. <laughs> I don't think anything else happened in Dubai. I remember being pretty uh, 
feeling the effects of jet lag already. It's kind of midday then. I felt like it was about three o'clock in the morning. That was throwing me out. But got on the plane and headed down to Tanzania. Can you describe that feeling when the plane landed in Tanzania for the first time? You just feel like you're in a completely different world, really. It's like, oh my god, uh, this is finally real. Uh, I think I maybe got that when I when we landed in Dubai. Really? Getting, oh. out and getting into the kind of Dubai, uh, basically like a shopping mall with tons of kind of luxury brands. And I think walking around there, seeing all the signs in kind of Arabic and stuff, it had already hit me with that, like, you're not in uh, Kansas anymore. <laughs> Dorothy kind of feeling and so getting into Tanzania I think I'd already been kind of like it wasn't so much being thrown in at, at the deep end as like you know wading out and then finally putting your head under the water or something mm. I remember being I think I was the, the plane we were going out into Tanzania was kind of like three aisles so you had two seats next to the or three seats next to the window three seats in the middle aisle and then three seats next to the window with kind of like two corridors and I was in that middle section so I couldn't really see anything. Uh, I... So I didn't get on with the excitement of like looking out and actually seeing the kind of city that you were flying over. Oh right, yeah, I get you. Yeah, you were the just in the I middle of the plane. Yeah, the closest I got was they have a, you can see like the, the camera that looks straight out the front and cameras that look down. And so clicking over to the camera where you look down. Oh, yeah. See, going over the sea, and then kind of like the corners of islands and stuff going across it. But, uh, yeah, no, I was fairly blind to that uh, section. But when we landed, I was like, oh my god, we're here, this is it. This is where the actual adventure begins, you know? I could hear yeah, yeah. Jurassic Park music in my head. It was just... Oh, yeah? How does that go, Joe? Do you really want that? I do. I, I do. don't. I don't think our listeners really want that. I think they do, and I think uh, you're just going to cause me more editing if you don't. Okay. I will put the uh, the actual score underneath that so it sounds a lot better. Or I'll gradually like fade it up. <laughs> as long as you can avoid those copyright claims. Believe me, with that over the top, no one's going to be copywriting that. <laughs> Sorted. Uh. So yeah, we were finally there, touching down in Tanzania. And so we got off the plane, we headed round into the kind of like uh, terminal buildings, and that is where we will end it for today. Yay, it's the end. Don't be too happy. Is it time for my Swahili segment? It is indeed. Right, I have a word for you, Ndege. Wanna have a guess what it means? It's one of those things that it's not like French or Spanish where you can kind of think, well, that sounds a bit like this. So you know, a lot of a lot of words, a lot of words are actually kind of 
like cog cognitive, is that the word? But um, and Dege isn't one of them. Dege. Would I know this word? Has someone said it to me? Possibly. I doubt you. It would have been like said enough for you to remember it though. Ndege means plane. Ah, very good. Okay. I decided to make it fit in with the episode theme. Ooh, are you going to do that from now on? Get a bit of that synergy going? I think that's probably a good idea. Uh, just a bit of trivia. Ndege also means bird. So bird and plane are the same thing. That is very confusing. Is it an Ndege? Is it an Ndege? No, it's Superman. <laughs> so yeah, Alex's boring fact. Uh, did you know that Europe's square area is about 10 million square miles, and the Amazon rainforest is about 5 million square miles? So if the whole of Europe was planted with trees, it would be twice the size of the Amazon rainforest. Wow. Let's, let's do that. Well, I feel that's... A fairly patchy recollection of this kind of like brief period, including the flight, but yeah, bring a bunch of uh, books and uh, maybe lose the walking boots. But <laughs> I think that's about all I can uh, all I can add to that. You, you got any finishing thoughts, Joe? You just don't stress too much about it. Just take it as it comes and just uh, look forward to it. Right. Yeah. Well, from me, I guess that's a badai. And a badai from me. Say ya. Hey now, you're an all-star. Get your game on. Go play. Hey now, you're a rock star. Get the show on. Get paid. All that glitters is gold. Only shooting stars break the mold. The stage is a cool place.